Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, with San Antonio's very own Ken Five. I'm a Spurs writer for them. And yeah, the summer league is over. Your summer Spurs are done. Now it's just about a month-ish before training camp begins. So it'll be a little some downtime for a bit. But we're going to go ahead and look back at the Spurs summer games. Who stood out? Who didn't stood out? You know, just kind of our thoughts as um, the season is officially, I guess, in full, full off-season mode. Uh, that and much more. To do that, I'm joined by the guy that apparently can just visit me in Vegas at the moment, on a moment's notice. You know him, you love him. He is Michael Jimenez with San Antonio Sports Star and co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill. Michael, I didn't know you were like that. Yeah, man. You know, my wife and I are like that with our friends. You know, just a moment's notice. You know, we have all this mileage that we have with Southwest Airlines and things like that. We take off. She goes, hangs out with her friends. I hang out with my friends. Uh, we have really good marriage that way. We like to travel together, but also with our friends as well. You're a baller then. Vegas suits you then. You know, Vegas, I have a weird relationship with Vegas. I'd say that I go once or twice a year for the past 20 some odd years. Yeah. And, you know, I used to be wild and crazy out there. Now I'm slow and steady. And okay. uh, I've gone I've gone from going all dressed up and doing the strip to yeah. toning it down to now just hanging out on Fremont. So uh, but I'll do whatever. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the summer league and all that stuff is, is it, it, it looks like you had a great time out there. I did have a good time. You know, I, I, unfortunately, you know, I, I went by myself. You know, so I was able to at least get in one day to myself and I shared the experience online, mm -hmm. found a secret bar. The uh, ghost uh, donkey found that. That was pretty exciting. I uh, was able to take in a lot of the food. Yeah, I went to Fremont, went to Ellis Island Casino, you know, where the uh, slots are loose. Uh, mm -hmm. Still got a wreck. Still, Vegas always wins no matter where you go. Vegas is always going to get your money. So uh, other than that, though, but I mean, I was there for the Vegas Summer League. Uh, there were some takeaways from that, Michael. There were some good takeaways. I'll let you kick things off here. So the number 12 pick for San Antonio played pretty good, Michael, huh? Yeah, Joshua Primo looking pretty good out there. You know, the, the one thing I will give him is this. He better have some thick skin because a lot of Spurs fans out there are still really ticked off by how things transpired. Don't get me wrong. We see the potential in Joshua Primo's game. We love mm -hmm. the fact that he's very uh, uh, aggressive out there. He's fearless when he gets the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. He's not afraid to shoot the ball. But it's difficult, as a lot of Spurs fans have experienced this whole situation the past month or so, uh, is the fact that we know we're not going to see much of him with the team this upcoming mm -hmm. season because that's just not the Spurs way. you know. But meantime, we're seeing all these players that went 13 and beyond you know, the Moses Moody's of the world, the, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Cam Thomas had a huge game against the Spurs. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where we just have to sit there and just be patient, just be patient. But what we saw was pretty exciting man. pretty exciting. Right. He's, he's a yeah. very cerebral player out there, very athletic. And he's just somebody that I see the tools. I see why the Spurs chose him at 12. It's just one of those things. Everybody, we just got to be patient. We just got to remind ourselves to be patient. Right. Look, Mitch Johnson said, said it at the at Summer League Vegas, and he echoed what Brian Wright said. They're going to take their time with Primo. So Spurs fans, he may have played well in Summer League, but just don't expect him to be wearing that 
San Antonio jersey a lot next season. Sure, Michael, he'll get the occasional call-up from Austin. You know, that, that's going to come, and Spurs fans are going to go crazy when that happens, only to find out he just buried on the bench. But that is the Spurs process. You know, speaking of, you know, the process, and you, I get, I got to see him up close and personal. And, yeah, he's he's a kid. I mean, when I sat there in the press conference, <laughs> press conference sitting right there in front of him on press row, He's, I mean, I don't know if you saw the the photo I took of him and his Air Jordan 4s. Yeah. Um, that's how close I was. And I'm looking at him like, oh, yeah, he needs to fatten up. He needs to – you talk about thick skin. He's add some thick muscles to his frame. Uh, you know, but he's an 18-year-old kid. You know, Mitch Johnson, uh, summer league head coach, told me that too. He, he said, hey, Jeff, we forget he's 18. He's not even close to being 19 years old. But the point of that was to show that look what he did at 18 already – against summer league competition. So that is something good to take away. One thing I was really impressed with is his ball handling. I, I think that didn't get pointed out much during the draft, you know, kind of scouts. You know, you, you talk about his his age, yes. You talked about his three-shot, yes. You talked about his athleticism, yes. But his handle was really good. He told me that he feels that's an underappreciated part of his game, Michael. Well, he seemed to play within himself, and I was really glad to see that. It, it He was testing things out a little bit, what he can get away with uh, on various drives. Uh, but what I liked about it is, is that he didn't seem to be doing too much at one time. And and I like the fact that he's very confident in what he's doing. And don't get me wrong, he had mistakes. He had turnovers the first game he played, and, and there were things that were that – that weren't successful. But at the same time, when you see those plays, it's more about the experience that you need more than the decision-making. His decision-making was fine. And the athleticism is there. And he seems to be more mature uh, as a player than many other uh, players that we saw out there that we've seen that we saw get drafted uh, in front of him and behind him. But I enjoyed watching him play. Uh, He has a, a really smooth stroke. Uh, he, he uh, his his release point seems to be kind of where it needs to be. Uh, obviously, he likes to drive, but more importantly, defensively, right. some of the stops that he was getting on some of these point guards driving in, he was he was tying them up. He was uh, you know knocking the ball off their leg. He was doing a lot of a lot of the 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 dirty things when it comes to mm-hmm. sports and, and basketball. The good dirty things, you know, the the, the dirty work right. uh, that is needed to be an overall player. But he has. Uh, the potential there to be a very, very solid player for the Spurs. And it's exciting to see, like I said, a little frustrating because we know we won't see much of it this year. Uh, But it's exciting to see. I think that he's probably, he might be the most polished Spur player to be drafted in quite some time. And that includes Devin Vassell, who I was really high on last year. Remember last Mm -hmm. year, I called Devin Vassell the most NBA-ready player the Spurs have had since Sean Elliott. Right. Uh, but, But when it came to... Um, when it came to uh, uh, Joshua Primo and David Vassell, taking a look at those two and comparing the two, uh, I can see that Primo has a much higher upside. You, I mean, look, no Spurs fans should not have been surprised to see that he had a lull coming from the Utah games into the Vegas games. There was that a few games where he he looked very eighteen-ish, and all that implies very young, aggressive, making stupid plays. You know, you know, are there things to work on? Of course. You know, he had a lot of turnovers, but that's just him trying to force the action. He, he wants to impress. He, he wants to sh- put on a good show, and he wants to prove he was number 12. You know, there was a reason for him being picked at 12. I get that. But 
you know, I think we're just trying to see how his skill set fits and what modifications going forward. Obviously, he's going to have to cut down on the turnovers. He's going to have to fatten up. He's going to have to get that size on him. He's also going to have to play within himself. I, I found I watching him play live out there in press row in Vegas. He really, really forces the action. And that's good, Michael, but then it could be a detriment as well, couldn't it? Yeah, but the thing is that the mistakes that he was making were made out of aggression, not made out of uh, out of immaturity, uh, per se. I, I, I just kind of look at it this way. When he was going out there and he was attacking the basket, when he was going out there and trying to force the issue, yeah, he was having turnovers. Yes, he was playing with it, but I still thought he was playing within himself in the sense that I think he's capable of making some of those plays that turned out bad for the team. Right. You know, and, and that's the, the, the main difference is, is that I see looking at, and yeah, is he trying to force it? Maybe. Is he playing too fast? Maybe. But can he make that play? Does he have the potential to make some of these plays, to make some of those passes? I mean, look, who, who have we enjoyed watching over the years? We enjoyed watching Manu Ginobili play. Right. We enjoyed watching Tony Parker play. And a lot of the the passes that they were that they would make were not necessarily textbook. Dr. Critic, Dr. Recommended, works up to seven days per use. Go check out Sweatblock. Dry shirt guaranteed. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. And it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews. Manufactured in the USA. Wear what you want to wear. Your little secret to confidence. This is the must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. Everybody can benefit. Sweatblock. Go check out sweatblock.com right now. Get 20% off when you go to sweatblock.com. And you get that by using promo code Locked On, or you can get it also at Amazon and at CBS. Once again, get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Promo code Locked On. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even the interviewing. Don't just hope for your perfect candidates you will find. Indeed's hiring tools can help you cut through the noise, hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed's Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. According to Talonist, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide to use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Don't just hope for your perfect candidate. You go to Indeed right now. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offered valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. And when you look at Joshua Primo play, you know, he plays at a, at, a, at a higher level than most young players play at when it comes to the confidence level by which they're going to throw the ball all around the court or, or, or attack the basket. I just like the fact that he did not let up, that he wanted the ball in his hands, that he wanted to do something with it. That is something that you can't teach. That is something that is internal. He has it, and because of that, he's going to have a long career. But it's just one of those things of of what exactly is his ceiling. And as you said, where is he going to fit in the overall structure of the Spurs? Especially if he's still getting taller. You know, right yeah. now, what is he six six? But he could be yeah. six eight. 
He could be six nine. Is he going to be a point forward over time? You know, what is he going to be? And that's, you know, so it's it's so unusual of a pick that the Spurs have here because they're molding his talents. But at the same time, we don't know even how how high he's going to be when it comes to matters of height. For crying out loud, right. all of this is going to be just an evolution type of thing. I, I believe it was on draft night. Uh, Brian Wright said that when they spoke to team doctors that they recognized that his bone plates haven't fused yet. So there's a lot growing for him. So that's good to know. But all, all in all, you know, you're impressed with Josh Primo. Good kid. Yes, it is summer league level. I get that. Michael gets that. But it's just a good foundation for him to, uh, to just leap from because he'll be in training camp in a few weeks. And then from there, likely going to be Austin bound. There, you're really going to get to see exactly what will translate into the NBA. Hopefully, it's all good things. You know, another guy that stood out, uh, Michael, was the player Trey Jones. I mean, my goodness, uh, did did I mean he was unstoppable. He was one of the the top leading scorers in the entire summer league mm-hmm. out in Vegas. You know, he just looked like a kid, uh, like a man among kids. Just unstoppable, was very common to drop 20 or more points. Lethal on the fast break, passing on a dime, defense was shining. We know what he did in Vegas. Just begs the question, Michael, will that earn him a spot on the San Antonio rotation? It better. It better. You know, I upset a couple of people because I tweeted after his 34, 8, and 9 performance, Patty Who. And for a lot of people, they thought uh, that that was too soon. You know, still oh, raw from yeah. the emotion of Patty Mills moving on. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Spurs do need a backup point guard. Who's that backup point guard going to be? And Trey Jones was that player. When you look, when you look back at it, I mean, Coach K over at Duke was saying the Spurs got a steal when they got got him in the second round, that he was a steal. I mean, he was the ACC player of the year. He was a defensive player of the year. It's not like he didn't have any talent. He slid in the draft. A lot of mocks had him going late first round, and the Spurs got him uh, mid part of the second round. Am I going to say that I am um, not surprised or or, or by all this? It's a pleasant surprise, but I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked. He he has shown that he has some skill out there in the abbreviated uh, summer in the abbreviated G League that they had last year, and mm-hmm. and when he was with the team last year, everyone always said positive things about him that he has a motor, that he's very very smart, and it's it's very interesting watching these players because it's beyond Trey Jones, it's other players on this team who were with the program last season in the sense that you can tell who the second year player is compared to the rookie. Mm-hmm. The second-year players seem to, to just simply get it, and it's beyond Trey Jones. But in looking at him play, what was amazing was his body control. That game winner that he had oh, yeah. and practically at the buzzer, I, I was so amazed at that because I kept watching that play 10 or 12 times. It was like watching a magician trying to see, like, how did this all happen? But if you go back to that play, he drives in, he kind of cups the ball between the inside of his elbow, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever that the forearm bicep right there. Right. Goes up, the ball comes up, he gets the ball back on his right hand and then and then has the the balance and the confidence to then just shoot it and 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 just drill it for the what what ended up being the game winner was amazing. 
absolutely amazing. That play just slow bow it. It is just so incredible how it all came to be. And I was there. Yeah, I was there in the gym when that happened. The whole gym erupted, Michael. I am very jealous. <laughs> I am very <laughs> jealous. But the thing uh, is that when you're when you're watching him play, you you don't get me right. You looked at you watched that game and you thought to yourself, "That's an NBA player right there." Yeah, that was yeah. Right, you didn't hey. think to yourself, "Oh, he's going to be really good in the G League." You had to have seen his play. 34, 8, and 9, and beyond that game, all the other games, you look at that, and I'm not looking at, oh, well, he needs more seasoning in the G League. No, all of that, and, and I want to know your impression on that. Do you look at his play go, yeah, that guy right there belongs on the NBA squad? Yeah, I, I my, my, my thoughts was, like, he's done enough to really push the coaching staff to really reconsider his time. Is it going to be spent in Austin or is it going to be spent in San Antonio? I think he did enough to force that discussion among the coaches. Look, we've seen it before with players that just use the summer league and just vault their next season. Kelvin Johnson, remember in, when he was yeah. doing summer, they shut him down quick. Devin Vassell, this past summer league, technically now, this past summer league is over now for San Antonio. They shut him down. He was just wrecking shop. They did that for countless other players. I think it was Bryn Forbes one year. They they shut him down too. So I think he did enough. Now, he's no longer playing behind Patty Mills, so that excuse is gone. But, Michael, if you look at who's ahead of him on the roster, it's still Derek White, DeJounte, Lonnie. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to crack that, Michael. I mean, you bring back Bryn Forbes. I mean, look at that. I mean, there's another player ahead of him. Yeah, so what what I hope to see out of Trey Jones is somewhere between eight, nine to twelve minutes a game. That's what I can kind of see from him this year, barring any injuries, and that's very big. I mean, Dejounte has had a uh, had a bad injury a few years ago. Derek White seems to be getting hurt pretty often these days. So it's nice to know that the Spurs have this young player with a motor behind those guys who can kind of come in, right? Does he have their experience? No, but he has the tools. He he can. Sh- he's a he's he's he seems to be getting a little bit better at shooting. He wasn't the greatest shooter at Duke, and I think he averaged somewhere around forty three percent when he was when he was there. But he has the ability to attack the rim. He has the ability to um, uh, to play stellar defense, and that's the thing that's going to get him on there. Because you, you mentioned Derek and Dejounte and Lonnie Walker. Yeah, they're going to get a lot of minutes, right? They're prob- those three players should probably average twenty nine to thirty minutes. This upcoming season, mm-hmm. but then the question becomes: Okay, well, who's who's the fourth guard? Is it Bryn or is it Trey? You know that Pop has a thing for Bryn Forbes, you know, obviously because he brought him back. But at the same time, he has a thing for defensive-minded players, and Trey Jones is a defensive-minded player. And you know that Bryn is one of the worst guards out there when it comes to playing D. And if he if his three point shooting is not there, he is worthless on the court, and that's why I look at Trey Jones going, man, I would love for him to get that nine to twelve minutes, and if there's an injury that comes that comes into play, he can then vault himself up there. No, he's not going to be the starter. No, he's not going to get Patty Mills twenty twenty four minutes a game type of play. Right. But if he can get that nine to twelve, that puts him in line for the next step and the right. next step. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. That's why you need to go to rockauto.com. 
You have access on your computer. You even have access in your pocket via your cellular device or mobile device. Save time and money today when using Rock Auto. Don't spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And those prices at Rock Auto are always reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, everything you can think of. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution to your auto part needs. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownies, 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to Built.com right now. Get yourself 15% off your order. That's 15% off at Built.com. I mean, let's, let's be honest. He will see some time in Austin next year. That's going to happen. You know, just, it's just a clog right now, that position. So, you know, I'd rather see him get the reps in than just sit on that bench. So, uh, but look, you know, you got load management. You got games. You know, it's going to be – I think it's going to be an 82-game season again, Michael, or it's still shortened, or it's going to be a full 82. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I know they're bringing back the uh, – this, this, the, uh, the, the, the 10 play-in. teams, you know, the play-in yeah. for, for seeds 7 through 10, uh, which, by the way, I'm a big fan of. I think that's amazing. That that's so much yeah. fun. Uh, but uh, it but this is the first time that there's going to be a regular a regular off season for some of these players. Right. I mean, how far? I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard. But how far advanced would Keldon Johnson be, for example, uh, if he had a traditional off season last year? Yeah, you know, he, this is this is for all intents and purposes his and, first and, camp. And, and, and you know what the, the the current rookies are going through that too. I mean, they they literally got drafted, and then the next day they went to San Antonio to begin practice because they had yeah. to go to Utah. So it's been an unusual season, but in a way, I'm glad it's like this because hopefully it speeds up the process. It it gets their learning curve over with and faster and get it on track. Hey, one guy we talked about him right now was Devin Vassell. He got a little run in, during the summer league, but in that little run before they shut him down because of a hamstring injury, he looks like he's ready to take the next step, uh, Michael. Oh, yeah. And this is the, the thing about the Spurs right now is that, you know, you, you, you have these players out there that last season, one of the problems with the Spurs was the fact that we didn't have any three-point shooting. And now we have, you know, McDermott out there. We have Bryn Forbes coming back. Uh, you know, Lonnie Walker has improved his his game from from behind the arc. Derek White is a good three point shooter, but now you know you, you take a look at uh, they drafted Joe Wieskamp, also mm-hmm. a, a good three point shooter. But so is Devin Vassell. Vassell in college was north of a forty percent three point shooter. You know, he is a solid three and D kind of guy, and and what I saw out there. Beyond the, the the Vassells of the world and and uh, out there in Las Vegas, just watching those games, is that the the second year players seem to get it now, and and it didn't it manifest itself in wins. No, the Spurs lost more than they won. But the thing is, is that they seem to when when the when the guys who have a little bit more experience were out there, Jeffries or whatnot, they mm-hmm. seem to have a lot more confidence, and it seems like the game has slowed down a bit for them to to do better out there. But when right, it comes yeah. to Devin Vassell, I mean, that guy is someone who can – he's going to play in the league for 10-plus years. He will. Mm-hmm. 
But can he turn into the Spurs Danny Green from 2014, 2013 Danny Green? And if he can, that'd be amazing because uh, he has the ability to drive, which Danny Green didn't. He could create a shot a little bit better than Danny Green. But that's who I'm looking at. Who's going to fill that particular role? And, you know, Vassell is just that is, 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 can be a lockdown defender. He can guard three positions. He's going to earn some minutes out there. And I, it's just so strange looking at this team because when you take a look from DeJounte all the way down to Vassell, let's, let's just say that it's eight or nine players, Bryn Forbes, there's not much separation between a lot of these players as though, oh, well, these guys are so much better than these guys. You know, these starters are better. You know, one through five is better than, than six through ten. It's not necessarily the case. There's going to be some days out there where Lonnie Walker is feeling it, and there's going to be some days where he needs to sit because mm-hmm. Devin Vassell's feeling it, or maybe Bryn Forbes is going off. There's nobody on this team that deserves 30 plus minutes other than maybe two or three players. I would say DeJounte, right. Keldon Johnson, and to some extent, Derek White. But the fact of the matter is, is that there, there, there's not only a clog in the guards or, the, or a clog in the forwards. There's just a clog in talent. Right. No one is head and shoulders above anybody. Maybe Keldon. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think Keldon and DeJounte are off to the side. The, those okay. two guys are going to get their minutes. But everybody else, they're going to be fighting for minutes. And you're going to see some games where someone will, play, someone will play 26 minutes and might only get eight the next game. And... I don't blame the, the Spurs coaching staff because I think what we're going to see the first couple of months of the season is they're going to be trotting out their lineups that are going to see who's going to fit together. There's, there's new pieces out there. And it's going to take a while for the Spurs to kind of figure it all out. And I, I mentioned to somebody on Twitter the other day, it's very possible the Spurs could get better next year and lose more games. Oh, that's Both. okay. As long as it gets a higher draft pick, I'm all right with that. Yeah, and 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 for for your sake, when it comes to betting above twenty eight and a half, Rob, did you get that bet? Did <laughs> I you sure take did. that bet? I sure did. Although oh, your, your, your 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 colleague is making me regret it now. Who pledge? Pledger. Pledger. He said it's a sucker's bet. You know, it, it's funny because you know you were texting me on that, and you were asking me what do you think, and I, I kind of mentioned to you that. Uh, only three times in the Spurs' history have the Spurs ever not won 28 or more games, right? right. And twice it was tank mode, right? For Ted Duncan, <laughs> it was tank, it was tank mode. So really there's only been one season where the Spurs haven't won 28 games legitimately, and I think that was like 87, 88 or something like that, 86, 87. And it's just one of those things where we'd have to be looking at this team saying that this is an all-time worst team for the Spurs. I mean, is, is that what hey. we're looking at? Possibly, possibly, but um, but all in all, no, I, I I agree with you with Vassell. I think he definitely took major steps in the summer league games to prove to this team that he deserves to be more than just somebody you throw in. He deserves to be a rotational player. Yes. He could do a little bit of everything on that court. You know, there are some other guys not named Primo or and Jones and Vassell that, that stood out. The other rookie, Wieskamp, we forget about him, Michael. Uh, you know, he was drafted based largely on part because of the fact he can knock down the three ball. But that aside, here's what stood out for me. The, the couple times I spoke to him out in Vegas, 
that's when he was going through that shooting slump. He just could not connect on anything. In Utah, I think he only made one three-point shot in three games in the Utah in the Utah games. In Vegas, he made one to start, and then he really got cooking. He got really cooking the last game. But what stood out to me, Michael, is this. He knew that he was shooting. He flat out told me, he goes, I know I'm struggling. The team knows I'm struggling, but they drafted me because I can hit threes. I can knock them down, and that's what exactly what I'm going to do. He showed no signs of lack of confidence, Michael. That's so much fun to watch. And that's that's that type of player who's going to need to marinate in the G League for a while. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's going to get the two-way contract. Yeah, know, so more than likely, can, yeah. Yeah, so he'll maintain uh, those ties with the Spurs. And it's one of those things where uh, I had this, this, this conversation with uh, James Pledger uh, immediately after the draft. And we were wondering, you know, did the Spurs get – basically Corey Kispert 2.0. Mm-hmm. And Pledger was, was basically telling me that he thinks that, that Wieskamp could be better than Kispert. And, I, and I'm not doubting that. But the fact of the matter is that they have very similar skill sets. You know, Wieskamp at 6'6". Six, six, um, and, and but he doesn't just catch and shoot. He likes to drive into the hole as well. And it's just, he's a very well-rounded player. And I, I kind of believe that he, if he played for a, a better team or a more marquee team, uh, as opposed to Iowa, he might have been considered a higher level of a player. I saw some final mock drafts out there that considered him to be one of the last two or three spots in the first round. Mm-hmm. So that being said, he has talent. But what I like is that the, that they're giving the, the these guys these guys when they have the green light, they're they're not afraid to shoot the ball. Whether it's Primo or Devin Vassell or or Trey Jones or Joe Wieskamp. What I liked about the summer league is that these guys were not afraid to let it fly. Right. And I well, that, well, that, that, well, that's what the NBA is anyway. Nowadays it's letting it fly from deep. I agree with you on that, but when have we seen that with the Spurs, man? It wasn't too long ago. Remember when Popovich was all bashing the three point shot? Yeah. I, I I I agree, and I, I I've always been of the, of, of the belief that you know Pop is the goat, but it can also be true that he's not the man for a rebuild. Uh, I'm glad that he got his gold, and and that was so cool to see, and and watching him uh, do those those post game uh, you know kind of pep talks with the team afterwards, and yeah. and 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 uh, you know saying all the people who, who who dissed them, where are they now, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I know Pop has not embraced the analytics over the years. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's been obvious that three-point shooting is important. And one of the things that I will say, if there's any silver lining of all of this, is the fact that the Spurs address that. I mean, Bryn Forbes was a 45% three-point shooter last year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. They got Joe Wieskamp in, in, in the draft. They got, you know, Doug McDermott uh, uh, as their primary free agent they got they they went after the three-point shooting so i know that they haven't been somebody who's a team that's been you know all about the three but it's not like the spurs back in the day in the beautiful game era it's not like they were against the three-point shooting they were they were big in three-pointing back then right so why do we go away from that type of, of framework 
But man, see, but seeing these guys, whether it's Primo, Wieskamp, or 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 Trey Jones, they're letting it fly, and and that's that's fun to watch because we haven't seen that in a long, long time. It's always been like this hesitation to shoot the ball, or we need to pass the ball five times before we shoot it, like it's the movie Hoosiers. <laughs> it, it, it had, the NBA doesn't function that way. And it's nice to see that the new players the Spurs are getting or that they're developing are at least have the, ta- the same type of mentality of how today's game is being played. Right. Yeah. You know, other, other players stood out that, you know, weren't like the common names as well. David Robinson's son, Justin Robinson, really mm-hmm. came on late in the summer league. Didn't get a lot of burn in Utah. Didn't get a lot of burn to start the Vegas games. But due to injuries and, you know, players being out, you know, Trey Jones sitting out, Vassell sitting, Primo sat out, he started getting more run. I talked to uh, Mitch Johnson about this. He said he has a very high basketball IQ, that he does the little things. You know, he was really good in the post. You know, if the Spurs need a big and they want to stockpile on bigs, David Robinson's son is right there. Would not be surprised if he gets – um, you know, a call for training camp and then gets sent out to Austin. He even said during a post-game uh, chat that he wants to make basketball his career. Like, you know, he's he's super intelligent. You know, I think he has like a doctorate or, you know, master's degrees in X, Y, and Z. But And that's good to fall on, but he does want to make basketball a uh, thing for him and make it a career. Another guy that stood out was Daquan Jeffries. You know, I think he gets lost in the shuffle that he is on the roster you know, but a guy that is a slasher, a big, big guard, just massive guy, just he's a big human being, but he can hit the outside shot, a good kind of in-between player that'll get you a three, get you some mid-range shots, you know, attack the rim. And just a guy that I think he took advantage of the fact that the Spurs signed him and he's trying to make his career get going he'll likely be in austin and then one other guy that stood out was nate renfro the former austin spur uh you know he is also hoping to stay with austin i caught up with him out in the summer league and you know he's really very thankful about the opportunity he got last year with the austin spurs michael but you see a bunch of these peripheral players and know what i know what stood out for me michael there wasn't that gem that the Spurs usually find in summer league. There wasn't that Gary Neal. There wasn't that Bryn Forbes. There was more a bunch of guys that could be good role players. Your thoughts? You know, I think about Drew Eubanks. And, yeah. you know, Drew Eubanks was one of those players where in the summer league, you, you look at, at these names. I mean, you, you talk about Renfro uh, or Dave Robinson's son, and, and you take a look at that and you think to yourself, and these guys, there's no way these guys are ever going to be in the league. Now, none of these guys are ever going to be stars in the league. Very, you know, that that storyline hasn't happened yet. But I take a look at these players, and, and, and you name three or four players, I bet you one of them will be a rotational player somewhere in the NBA at some point. Absolutely, yep. And 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 I take a look at, at Drew Eubanks. I remember watching him play in the, in the G League going, Man, that guy looks like he just walked out of the YMCA and just started playing. <laughs> and, but he hustled, he hustled, he worked hard, and uh, got better at D. And and all of a sudden, he's on the on the Spurs roster, end of the bench, right, last yeah. man on there. And all of a sudden, he's creeping his way forward and forward, and then he becomes probably one of the the, the ten rotational players 
uh, the past couple of seasons. And it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's grit and, and hustle. Um, it's kind of sad that you take a look at the Spurs makeup right now. and The Spurs kind of need to get rid of two or three players before the season starts. And it just so happens to be that Drew Eubanks might be that player on the chopping block because his contract is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you look at those players that are in the summer league. I mean, Jonathan Simmons, there's always been these players yeah. who have kind of just came, come out of nowhere that the Spurs have fostered and they've had successful careers and their families will forever be changed uh, because of the opportunity that they received with the Spurs organization. Um, it's so cool, man. I, I, I want to go to the Las Vegas camp with you guys next year because it's <laughs> just to see these guys. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to live out their dream. And yeah. uh, I, I'm very hopeful for some of these players. Uh, I remember you know, the past couple of seasons, Ledbetter had been trying for what, right. a decade yeah. Yeah. to try to, to try to make uh, the team. And it's, they're, they're really, really hustling, really, really mm-hmm. trying to, trying to live it out. Yeah. Man. I mean, I was at a San Antonio missions baseball game the other day. There's a player on the team who's 44 years old. Good for him. Yeah, it's great. It's phenomenal, man. But, uh, man, I'm excited about this upcoming season because, you know, am I expecting the Spurs to make the playoffs? No. Uh, Am I offended that the Spurs are are projected to have 28.5 wins? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs fell below twenty-eight point five. I wouldn't be surprised right. if the Spurs got up to thirty-six. We just don't know what leaps are going to be made by this team. What yeah. is Kel- if Keldon's going to reach his ceiling? If Dejounte is going to make it, take it to another level? If Derek White's going to be healthy? Right. If Derek White and Dejounte are going to be able to play together? Uh, it, it's it's yeah, one of then, those seasons and, and then where... incorporating so many new pieces too. There's a lot of yeah. new pieces here. There's a lot of new pieces there, you know, and, and, uh, you know, McDermott, you know, years ago said that he wanted to be a spur that 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 was his favorite team growing up. That's so cool. You know, he never got to play with Tony Tim Romanu, but he, this, this was something that he had looked at uh, in the past. And there's just so much going on with this roster that the Spurs might lose a lot of games early on because we just don't know what combinations fit or work together. But, uh, I'm going to be an optimist about it this upcoming season. And at some point, you know, I know we, we talk about team tank. It should the Spurs tank at some point. If it's not working by February one, fold it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Fold it up. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I still, I still get upset that they, they even made the play in last year. They should not have, uh, but then again, Michael, I said the other, on lo- the other lockdown Spurs, even if they didn't make the play in tournament, why do I suspect they still would have drafted Primo? Even if they yeah. got like one through six. Yeah, I, I I was wondering the same thing the other yeah. day because Brian Wright, the hologram, said after hologram. You know, he said, said after <laughs> Yeah, I said the hologram he doesn't exist. I've never seen him do an interview like live in front of people. It's always been on Zoom. You know, he's he's on he's like Max Headroom 2.0, really showing my age there. <laughs> uh but the thing is that he said that uh, Joshua Primo was uh, the top player on our board at the time. So maybe ask, maybe ask the question: Was he number twelve on the board? Was he ten? Was yeah. he eight? Where was he? We'll never know. We'll never know. But it, it's kind of interesting because I absolutely agree with you. I bet you if the Spurs did have the seventh or eighth pick, they would have picked Primo. Yeah, that's just the way, man. 
Hey, hey, there. Well, if that doesn't scream rebuild for this franchise, I don't know what will. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs wrapping up their summer league play, Utah and Las Vegas or Salt Lake City, to be more precise? What stood out for you? Who stood out for you? Were you hoping to see more out of Primo, or that was enough for you to think, huh, Spurs may have done it again in the draft? And, of course, um, Michael's been talking about it next season. There's all those what-ifs. Do you think there's a lot of what-ifs, and will the Spurs be making some waves next season? Michael, tell us what's going on over at your end with the Sunday Sports Grill. Well, we got two things going on uh, the San Antonio Sports Stars, so we're kind of splitting up my show. Uh, so we're going to have the Fantasy Gods returning this upcoming Sunday, the 22nd. Uh, so it's your premier fantasy football show in San Antonio. It was really popular last year. Uh, so we're going to help people with their draft, sleepers, who to start, who to sit, um, you know, daily fantasy issues, how to run drafts, things like that. We're going to have two leagues for listeners. One's going to be an auction draft, and the other one's going to be just a standard snake league. And then we're also having the Sunday Sports Grill. So from 11 to 12, we'll be talking about fantasy. From 12 to 1, it's just going to be – uh, a sports talk show going through, you know, Spurs, Cowboys, give you updates on the scores and things like that. Maybe some fantasy updates along right. the way. Uh, but it is fun, and the show might be taken on the road. So that's going to be cool. Ooh. So if we're going to be out and about, whether it's a restaurant, bar, car club, or whatever, uh, we're going to want to see you guys out there. I regret not asking you to come to Vegas now. I regret it now. Dude, I'm fun in Vegas, man. But I, I'm kind of like like Tim Duncan in his late later years with the Spurs. Man, I can party like an all-star, but I can't do it on back-to-back nights. <laughs> so is there like Vegas Michael within you? Like there's a Michael Jimenez, then there's a Vegas Michael. Yeah, there is, man. There really is. <laughs> and, and it's not as pronounced as it used to be. But, man, I have so many stories uh, of, of Vegas and – Time Uh-oh. traveling where I just wake up one place going, where the heck was I, you know? And uh, my wa- my friends tell my wife these stories. And I, I feel so embarrassed half the time. But I'm I'm the functional fun drunk. Uh, I'm not the one who's going to be starting fights like at football games or anything like yeah. that, Rams fans. I'm not going to be doing things like that. Uh, but I'm, I'm fun. I like to go out there. I like to gamble. I love to play poker. love to... Uh, love to uh, you know play some pie gal blackjack. Oh man, you go all out. You know, count 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 some cards and try to get away with it. You know that type of thing. My 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 game is roulette. I have to, I have to pull myself from a table. I just get addicted to that one. That's the one thing that will crush me. Are you an I odd know, even guy? Or are you playing numbers? No, I play I play um I play columns. I play this is gonna go one through 16, 17 through thirty two like that. Yeah, I go with that round, one. the two to ones. I go to two to ones, and then I play the. Um, I do, you know, I do play uh, red or blacks. I, I I like that, and then the odds and evens. I try to stay out of the numbers, but if I go numbers, I usually go middle, and I play um, the quads. I play all the quads. And oh, usually, dude, that that's amazing. You know, I uh, when I when I play the uh, you, you're playing the rows, the the columns. Yeah, it's very confusing for me because it's not like it's an odd or even. You know, the number can be like like. 13 and i'm like oh, well, what row is that on you know because <laughs> <laughs> they're going one four seven ten thirteen okay it's on the first row you know it takes yeah. a while for it to to, to to fit in there are you the kind of guy who looks at the board and goes i don't oh, want all those no. nine reds were due for no. some blacks 
don't tell me the odds. I'm Captain Solo. Don't tell me the odds. <laughs> don't tell me the odds. I don't want to know. I, I'm going to roll with my gut. The one, Although the one thing I wish I always would hit was a green. I never hit a green. Really? I never hit the green. The, I got to get you on the... I gotta get you on the craps table because if you don't play craps, I want to play with you because I'm a big, big believer in beginner's luck. So I don't know if you're a craps guy or not. I've but, never, uh, I've never played. I never played that. Good. I want to be the first <laughs> Yo, one to play with that you way. because it's it e- easy, easy come, easy go. It's like here, give me some <laughs> money. Just don't, just don't throw a seven down. That that's how you play. Just don't throw a seven. Yeah. Simple. So, oh, and by the way. By the way, the whole thing that you see in movies where they pick up the dice and they they blow on the dice and yeah. roll it—yeah, you can't yeah. do that. That—that's just nonsense. That's all fiction. <laughs> but I can't go. wait. You, uh, you uh, me, Pledge, let's make right it happen. Well, you, me, I, I, Pledger, let's make it happen. We could we could do it next year for the summer league. You know, Spurs Chet Holgram is going to be in Spurs uniform, maybe. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Odyssey app. It's all there for you. And, uh, yeah, make sure to subscribe ASAP. So for Michael Counting the Cards, Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.